Namaste, dear Shambra. Namaste. From the God within me, every part of me, to the God within you. From the part of me that fears not the energies that are within or without. To the God of you that fears not to feel everything, to live everything, to bring it in and experience it. Let us begin with your questions. Please explain more about speaking your truth, because this seems to be creating a bit of confusion as to what this truth really is. Hmm. Does it need to be a compassionate truth, truth with a bit of discretion? Could it be the truth is whatever word pops into my head? I appreciate your insight. This sounds like a question for Tobias, but um, I, will, I will answer it as well. You have many different aspects of you, many different personalities from past lives and this life, and each one of them has their own flavor. But yet within that is the essence of you, the real you. No, not that the rest of them are unreal, but there is that deep inner part that so longs to express itself. So when you're asking about how to speak your truth, it is stopping, it is, it is taking that moment to connect with the place that is the deepest and the simplest and the most joyful within you. And it will be natural. You hear all these voices of the aspects, each with their own certain agenda, but at a certain point you realize it is coming from the real part of you. Thank you. And don't get so caught up in truth versus no truth, because you come to understand there is no single truth. There is nothing that is untrue. There are just perhaps deeper or more beautiful levels of truth. From within you. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm a bit emotional with this, because to me, as I didn't expect to have this opportunity to talk to you in this energy, hmm. but I want to thank you so much for the project that we've been working on together, hmm. the joy that it's brought me, and I know you can hear my heart singing. Hmm. And we have about four ch- uh, days if there's any changes you want me to make. And you, <laughs> I know I'm opening myself to this, and uh, you better be on the launch pad with me next month. Indeed. I will be around next month, and um, this is the time when the doubt creeps in and you start to worry, did you do it right? That's the time to, again, just believe in yourself and what you're doing. Whatever is not appropriate will have a beautiful way of evolving and changing itself. But right now, again, that fear is creeping in. I'm asking you to take this beautiful creation and set it forth. Recently learned that my aspects try to manipulate me through the voices I hear in my head. Indeed. Absolutely. (laughs) They're doing their job then. (laughs) And you're not doing yours. (laughs) This is for Svanhild. Okay. Should I start over? Yeah. Okay. I've recently learned that my aspects try to manipulate me through the voices in my head. I thought it was me thinking, but no. 
What am I, what I'm wondering is if they can also manipulate me to stop my flow of abundance somehow. Can they? And how does that work? As Tobias would say, I love when you answer your own questions. <laughs> and I love when you are so enlightened that you can recognize the game that's played. Simple solution to this. You make the choice. Stop letting those other parts make the choice. You, the divine human, the one who makes the decisions, the one who chooses uh, your creations, you make the choice. Now, there's a lot of um, integration work here. And what I would like you to personally do is to take a look at the lack of safe space all around you and why that is there. Because that is truly, that is really the bigger issue in this. Why aren't you safe why are those aspects still uh, trying to terrorize you? And what will it take for them to come home? Thank you. Hi, Kutumi. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Is there um, any way that we can work together and uh, I can remember when we work together? <laughs> the short answer to that is yes. The short uh, answer is also we do. But um, you, have, um, you have a very interesting game that you play of, um, called Unworthiness. You won't let yourself believe that uh, you're not only working with me, but many, many others. But then you keep it in these uh, outer realms rather than bringing it down here. So I'm going to ask you to, um, to really let yourself just go a little bit crazy. I know that's one of your concerns too much of a concern. Are you going to go absolutely mad? And yes, but there's nothing like going mad from my own personal experience. The craziness is actually when you try to hold back. And the craziness is when you play the game of doubt that keeps you from discovering who you are so that you can keep playing the game of doubt, you see. So go crazy. Let yourself talk to me or Adamus or whoever out loud that, that will bring it, solidify it in, in this energy. But there's this incredible, I don't think I can trust myself, I don't think I am worthy enough kind of energy. Thank you. First, I know you haven't returned to Earth yet, but I love you and miss you already. Me too. Um, oh, this is Tobias. Sorry. Um, I've been with you in the Crimson Circle since 2000 and have attended most of the classes and schools. I've been a very successful spiritual teacher for the last 12 years, and finally my work has come to a close. Now at the young age of 37, I feel a spark of joy at getting to do whatever the hell I want, yet I'm paralyzed and terrified of change. I've gone from being an empowered, clear, and joyful teacher and standard to being an indecisive, bitter, and scared middle-aged single woman with no focus or direction. This is not me, and this is being my last lifetime. I don't want to waste time playing a victim drama. My question is, what lie, overlie, karma, drama, or reaction is trapping me, and how do I release it so I can move forward to explore life without fear? Thank you. This is a question is so much of what we covered in today's shout about being paralyzed, about 
feeling so overwhelmed by the changes within yourself and outside of yourself that you do become paralyzed. What a beautiful time to really bring all of that energy and let yourself feel it like you've never felt before. Let yourself not fear uh, taking too much in, but allowing it to come in. There is this natural recycling, transmutation process involving new energy that will get you beyond this um, little blockage that you have here. Thank you. Hey, baby. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know you've got a very special bond with the Shomba writers and artists. I'd just like to know if there's anything you'd like to share with us today or that we need to hear. Yes, I would, indeed. It is that there, there are so many entities, not, not just I, Katumi, but so many entities that are willing to come in and work with the, particularly with the creative types, because there's a need for this creative energy to flow. But as you know from your own personal experience, there's this, there's this great doubt, a cloud of doubt that comes over Will they show up? Will they work with me? Or how will they work with me? I want to just let all of the writers and the artists, the musicians, understand that so much can be conveyed through these creative means. That's why we're here to help. Don't doubt that we're here. Know that we're here. That That is what I'd like to say. Thank you. Well, this is addressed to Tobias, but I'm sure you'll be happy to take care of this too. Okay, dear Tobias, how dare you tell us that we're just playing games as if you have nothing to do with the games we're playing. You said last month there's something inside of you that's choosing it and picking it and making it a reality. You told us many times that all we have to do is make a clear, conscious choice in the now moment and we'll create our reality. That is a game. Uh, We chose to let go of our old beliefs and are no longer serving us. So what is this something that is inside of us? Since we seem to have no control over it, and it somehow has the power to create our reality without our consent, I'll call it our soul self. The game is that we choose to adopt the new belief that we can choose our reality, but it's our soul self that gets to make the official choice and thus create our reality. Our soul self is obviously choosing to create from our old beliefs that we have let go. St. Germain said that to finalize our ascension process and go to our third circle is only a choice. I made that choice over a year ago, and now I can see why I am truly not the creator of my reality. Yes, I'm tired of this game, and I wish I could go back eight years and forget everything you've told us. I'll... I will, however, let go of these new beliefs and allow my reality to be whatever it is. If there is a third circle, there is no choice to get there. That explains why we've been stuck in this ascension process for over 2,000 years. We're creating our own reality, but from the consciousness part of ourselves, it's from something inside, and we have that we big, really big we. We have no choice. Tobias, do you really not understand our frustration? <laughs> it's in real big letters. See, I didn't exaggerate. Oh dear. 
Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I do want to address this on, on a very compassionate level, for I do feel the frustration. It is not easy, especially the way you were approaching it here. Uh, a tremendous amount of, of anger, a tremendous amount of denial, and it's going to keep building and building until you basically let yourself release it. And you, you may do it in a very dramatic way. No matter what we would tell you about game playing, you, you are still so deeply immersed in the game, the only thing – I'm checking here with Tobias, since this was addressed with him – he goes, oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that we will tell you, and f truly to the heart, uh, is that we bless you in whatever you do, whatever – if you want to play the games, if you don't want to play them, if you want to be in anger or not, we absolutely bless you. There is no judgment. There is no need to correct anything. There is no trying to get you to see a different way. We absolutely bless and honor you in what you are doing. And. Yes. I, and that, I'm sure there was, there really is genuine frustration. It's spoken for more than just for, for other Shambra as well. It, it is on behalf of so many Shambra out there because it can be frustrating trying to use um, old concepts, old ideas, and even the, even the shouts and the words that we say to you sometimes go straight to the mind rather than to the, to the heart. There is the mind tries to figure it out rather than to, just to experience it. So it can be very, very frustrating, and there's a tendency to try to make it complicated and difficult, and, uh, and at other times to have some sort of magic formula, and none of those truly apply. This is, um, this is venturing into very new territories of consciousness. We know a lot of the frustration is I listen to a lot of people and re have read a lot of these questions, and they believe that they have literally listened to and tried to apply everything to their lives. And so when, when there's that space missing between what they, what they really felt and truly believe they integrated in what's actually happened, there is this huge frustration with a lot of people. And, and I, I, like I said, I read that because I don't think it was indicative of just that person. Absolutely. And there's a point where we've spoken words for many years because sometimes the human needs to hear the words. Much more than anything, there's a transmission or a, um, a sharing of energy that is much more important in the words. There is even just in the simple breath. Now, if we came here every month and just said, breathe for an hour, the, the mind would lose its interest and go other places. But in a way, we can simplify it, saying, you are God also, breathe it in and experience it. That, that would be distilling it to the very uh, finest levels. But the game that some humans play is that they want to hear a lot of words, they want uh, um, 
a lot of magic formulas, and they're looking for it within within the shouds themselves. And instead of allowing themselves to participate in this group that is exploring new territories, and instead of letting themselves experience the both what you would call the the beauty and the challenges of this transition, uh, they want they demand certain answers that are going to make their old human life more tolerable. And that is not why we are here. Thank you. Hello, Katumi. It's a pleasure. Hmm. Back in 2001, Tobias spoke about Lake Tahoe as being a very, very special place hmm. for Shambra, especially, very sacred, holding a lot of energies that we put there even before we embodied on Earth. A few years ago, as you know, the office for the Crimson Circle was there. A lot of Shambra felt connected with that, and now it's changed again. Mm. And in the last few months, and especially weeks, I've felt many, many layers in packing everything up and uh, moving. And I'm just wondering if you would speak to how the energies of the lake, of Shambra, and all of this have changed uh, over the years and in the new energy, I, I feel a lot of Shambra are very, they feel very connected with all of this. Yes, indeed. Um, I'll put it quite simply. The lake will is a very sacred and uh, special place for many, many Shambra. It's going to reach its lowest level uh, in these next few years, and it's going to reach its point of greatest stress. And in that, of course, is also its greatest opportunity for its transition, and it's a release of some very beautiful energies that are within the lake. So it, do not look at, um, having to check here with Caldra, but do not say that you have left this place for good, but uh, just backed away temporarily. Hmm. Hi, Katumi. This morning I had one of those magical, creative moments that don't come too often where an idea comes to your mind full-blown. And um, I had been sitting there brooding about the fact that um, trying to lose weight and yet I'm gaining weight and trying to say there's got to be a new energy way to be doing this instead of going back into the old ways. So the idea that came to me was to um, talk to some different channelers, experience what they tell me, write a book, and um, you know, let everybody else know this new information too. So my question to you is, um, even though you only have 30 seconds or so to give your answer, um, what would be your contribution to that? Hmm. Absolutely, with undeniably, without a doubt, is stop trying to lose weight. Uh, stop trying to do all these manipulations. Um, it comes down to an issue of absolutely trusting that it, it all works out, it's all appropriate. Uh, you can tell in this previous question that we had that there is a lot of anger and bitterness and uh, frustration, and perhaps rightfully so. What there is lacking is the the uh, absolute, undeniable trust in self and in 
and self as God also. So the moment you start trying to lose weight, you start trying to look younger, uh, the moment you try to manipulate any of these energies, then you're going to find that it actually distorts or inhibits what is actually a very, very beautiful process. It also, you have a defined image or vision of what this ideal body looks like. But what if there was a body that was even more beautiful than the one that you're trying to define with any sort of um, program? You'd be keeping yourself from absolutely experiencing that. So my advice is, whether it is losing weight, whether it is um, uh, doing uh, a creative project, whether it is uh, doing nearly anything, is stop trying. Trust your own self. Uh, and again, how many ways can we say this to, there's a natural process within you. And oftentimes we say this, but then the human looks outside of them, like, like a god or a spirit outside is going to do it, but absolutely within you. And watch how that goes to work. And love the project, by the way. Can you say something about Down syndrome and how parents should deal with that, especially as the children get hard, older and sometimes more difficult to accommodate? Indeed. Absolute compassion for the being who has chosen to come in, absolute compassion for themselves, for being the parents of, of those with Down syndrome. It can be a challenging, it is a challenging human condition, but beyond the human condition there are so many beautiful things that are taking place, so many important um, discoveries and enlightenment. So when you go beyond the trying to fix it and into the compassion of it, you'll understand why this being has chosen to come in with uh, Down syndrome. Two more questions. Indeed. Hi, Katumi. Mm. Um, over the last few months, something came over me, and even though I can't garden, for some reason I'm building farms in the middle of cities. <laughs> and I'm feeling that you all are a part of this, and also I want to formally ask you to be a part of it as well. You'd be very welcomed in there. And do you have anything to say to us about a project? Absolutely. Um, as we have talked about before, the energies of Gaia, which is a spirit energy, um, uh, a very unique soul being, are leaving the earth. In that, humans are being asked to take the responsibility for this planet Earth, for all that grows upon it and for, for all that is living upon it. This whole concept of the, the home garden, whether you have a, an apartment or a very, very small plot of land, is putting humans back in touch with their responsibility and their connection to Earth. So instead of having massive farm fields off away from the cities, it is bringing this uh, energy matrix right back into the individual, into the city. You find that there is a, a very, very strong uh, interest in this right now. Humans want, they feel the need to be connected to any type of living, growing thing and they also feel the need to start taking that responsibility for uh, what lives upon the earth. So what a, what a very uh, intuitively based uh, project that you are embarking on. And we will be there. Thank you. Last question. 
Hello, Katumi. And I want to formally invite you to um, bring your presence to me on a project that I'm working on. Um, if you call out my name, Katumi. I will be there. I'll just call out your name. <laughs> and I don't sing. Um, most of us have seen numbers on clocks for many years. And over the almost, almost two years ago, I started seeing uh, 523 showing up a lot for me. And also in the last numerous months, 111. Mm -hmm. um, I had a very profound experience several months ago, a few months ago, where my cell phone light went off and was flashing, and although nothing was coming on it. And I ignored it for a little while, and then I finally looked at it to see if I had a text message, and I didn't. And as soon as I opened it up, it was um, on a speakerphone in Morse code. The best that I can recall in talking to someone else, it was equivalent to the 523. As I started looking at 523, 523 being 10 is a 1, and the year 2009 is an 11. There's one 11, and it's been three years since I've been to this building here, and it's the 111th meeting. What is the significance in 111 or 523 for me? Indeed, the significance in this um, for, for you, for all Chambre, is actually that um, out of chaos comes perfection, out of what seem to be these um, uh, different events, uh, not knowing how they're happening, is actually a type of proof that you are grand creators. You uh, synchronize different events, even though you feel you're living uh, in chaos and how you can bring all these things into being. They, these, uh, these events are really nods or winks from your own um, inner self, your own essence. But if you get into the mathematics of this, it's also telling you that everything is in its alignment and its order, even if the human mind would consider it chaos. What a beautiful time then to go to that additional level of letting go of some of the needs to control, to manipulate, and really jumping into chaos energy. Um, the scientists and physicists, mathematicians, are just now beginning to uh, research or to um, look into chaos theories. And they're looking into um, uh, one of my favorites is chaos mathematics, which seems to be um, kind of an oxymoron. But uh, but absolutely, chaos mathematics, uh, when everything is um, thrown askew and when you, you put in a variable that breaks down the old um, structure, uh, now energy is given freedom to seek its new level. And as seeking its new level, its new consciousness, all appears to be in chaos for a period of time. The human is conditioned to wanting absolute structure, absolute definition, and has certain expectations of results. As we heard in this previous letter from a very frustrated Chambro, who is going through a tremendous amount of chaos right now. Nothing seems to work. But if you let yourself absolutely um, go into the chaos, you give yourself freedom to dive into chaos, you're going to discover there's a new level of 
what we would call order, but unlike any order that you've ever experienced in the old energy world. The order in new energy is, how to explain this, it is order in perfection rather than the order of a, in illusion in the old energy world. So we know we're carrying on uh, uh, beyond your question, but it is just uh, it is a good indicator for you to let yourself into chaos. Now we're probably going to Calder and Linda are probably going to get a lot of crazy emails Maybe. from people saying that the Crimson Circle is teaching people chaos and teaching people to uh, bring in all the woes and the miseries of the world and to uh, to accept all of these um, um, terrible things that are happening upon the world right now. Absolutely, we are. <laughs> and with that, I, I would like to tell um, a short little story. Um, in my lifetime uh, as the, uh, the pharaoh, uh, as uh, Thutmose, and in that lifetime, very, very early on, uh, when I was uh, quite a young pharaoh, and I, um, I was still learning and still trying to figure out how to be a pharaoh. Now, that's a tough job because it's a very tough job because everybody expects you to be a god, but nothing within you indicates that you are. <laughs> Your own humanness uh, does not even believe it. So immediately you have a contradiction going on. But I was very young in my pharaohing times when suddenly a plague of locusts came over our land. And the locusts also brought in a type of uh, winged insect that had a, a viral plague associated with it. So the skies were filled uh, to the point of darkness with this invading horde of locusts and insects. And they started devouring the crops and the land, which were our supply of food. People started getting the plague and dying from these insects that accompanied the locusts. And um, my Aunt Happy, who I shared the throne with, uh, yes, I called her Happy indeed, came came to me and said, said, young one, what do you propose we do? And in a challenging kind of way. And uh, I told her I would have to truly go in and reflect on it. In the meantime, the priests and the counselors came around and they suggested that we go into some of the fields and start burning them. For perhaps the, the smoke and even the heat would drive the locusts away. Others said that we should all go into hiding so the viral, the disease plague from these other insects wouldn't kill us all. After hearing out my supposed advisors and counselors, and after feeling into what was really going on, I went back to uh, Aunt Heppy and to the others and said, we will do nothing. Nothing. Now, imagine, imagine the look on their faces. Imagine the point that I was putting myself at by doing nothing. Because you see, the human reaction when there is, a, when there is an energy coming at you is to fight it. 
or to run from it. And I suggested neither. After a lot of heated debate and after taking a lot of abuse and insults and after being called something less than a god, I finally declared my divine rights and said, this is how we will do it. And what happened then was quite amazing and propelled me to being one of the greatest pharaohs of all times. <laughs> when we put out the word that we would do nothing, that we considered this a sign from the gods, that we would not fight what was going on, but rather we would invite what was going on. When we finally got this message across to the people of, of our kingdom, the energies changed immediately. What happened next was a very large storm came up in a part of the world where there are not that many large storms. It rained. The wind blew. The earth shook. So much so that the locusts and the plagued insects were driven away or drowned. And within a very, very short time, they were completely gone for our lands. The rains brought health back to the remaining crops and created new crops as well. They caused the river to open up to supply foods and nutrition and energy for all of us, and I was declared a god. <laughs> And you can be also. In this time of chaos on earth, in this time of energies that seem to be assaulting, in this time where it is so difficult to think that you can take on or take in anything more, now's the time not to resist, but the time to open up. It seems to be a contradiction, but it is the physics of new energy. And as you open up, as you allow yourself to absolutely feel and absolutely know, it moves you to your next level. And this is where you, too, will be proclaimed gods also. Namaste. Namaste. Hmm.